You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haben. I am not joined by Dean Unglert. He will be joining us very soon. He had some van trouble, uh, but he will be here very quickly. Vanessa is not here either. She's taking the day off. She'll be here next week. So you are... Help I Suck at Dating with Jared Haven. Um, but we have a very we have a great episode today, and we have a very special guest who's actually in studio with me, so I'm not alone. Uh, Orlando Soria is here. <laughs> Orlando, how are you doing? Now, Orlando, you have a new show coming out on HGTV, which I'm very jealous about because HGTV is my favorite channel. I watch it all the time with my fiance Ashley. Uh, so tell us about the show. It's great. Hi. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, of course. Secondly, my show is called Unspouse My House. Every week we take somebody who's been recently dumped and we give them a really amazing home makeover to help them cheer up and to help them heal. That's a, I love the name, by the way. Unspouse Your House. Yeah. It rhymes, you know, so it works out perfectly. Totally. And it like says what the show is all about, which is basically just getting your ex out of your house. Um, and so where did you come up with this concept of the show? How did this all start? Because it's it's true, you know, anytime yeah. you go through a breakup, I think a lot of people want to change a lot of things in their life. And one thing to do that is to change the interior of your house so you're not reminded. It's like almost a fresh start. Yeah. So I actually got dumped and I unspoused well, my I'm own Well, I'm sorry house. to hear that. Um, and that's where the genesis of the show began. So a few years ago, I was living with my ex-boyfriend in a home that we had renovated together. I'm a designer, so I mm-hmm. did all the design. And then he dumped me and I moved on. And the only thing that kind of got me through that period in my life was like redecorating my new place. So I kind of found the, it sounds so cheesy to say, but like the healing power of interior design through doing that. And it was a super depressing part of my life, but I wanted to figure out how I could take that experience and sort of pay it forward to other people because Mm -hmm. the interior design part actually did help me so much. So that's where the original idea came from. And then um, we created a pilot and HGTV was immediately on board and it's just sort of gone really fast. We created our pilot in 
September of last year. So the fact wow. that we're airing this Thursday is kind of nuts. Yeah, that never happens so quickly. I feel like I hear pilots, you know, oh, we did a pilot about a year and a half ago, and now it's about to get picked up. So that, the fact that you had a pilot only a few months ago, and yeah. now your season one is airing this Thursday is pretty incredible and fast. Yeah, it's insane. It's really exciting. So, And the show itself is so fun to watch. It's just mm-hmm. like a super feel-good, sweet show where I'm just doing nice things for people. It feels really good to do it, and it's also just like satisfying to watch. It's like sweet. It's funny. The homeowners themselves are like so generous with telling us their stories and being open and vulnerable about it. So I'm just, you know, feeling a lot of gratitude about it. So it's really exciting. And it's also just like super entertaining to watch. There's not like a second to get bored. It's a really fun show. Oh, well, I love redecorating shows like uh, my favorite show. Well, my fiance's favorite show is Property Brothers. And then she also loves, uh, loves, loves, love it or list it. Those mm-hmm. are like her two favorite. I'm a big House Hunters guy. Yeah. But HGTV, I'm all over it. So I'm very excited for this new show and to watch it. And so when you were, were you an interior decorator before the breakup? Yeah. Or, okay. So you're I've been in, doing it for like 10 years. Okay. Gotcha. So you're very experienced within this field. You yeah. You know exactly what you're doing. And then did you get into hosting just kind of after? the breakup and falling into it because you also wrote a book last year correct Mm -hmm. yeah so i've actually like the way that i got started in interior design was that i was cast to play an assistant on an hgtv show about 10 years ago and then after that i started doing interior design before that i was doing production design and set design Mm -hmm. like i was basically like doing design but in a totally different capacity so i've had those skills and i've also always been designing spaces so it's just kind of like a career that chose me. I didn't really choose it. It just kept popping into my purview. And finally, I was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do because I keep getting jobs to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this show is just like a really fun opportunity to combine my like content creation and my writing skills into you know showing people how to redesign their homes as well. And like you said, you're helping people get through a breakup. And so how does reimagining your interior decoration really helps someone go- get through a breakup how does this kind of work and, and and through filming and through working with other couples and, and and people going through breakups what have you seen that specifically helps other people get through this breakup mm-hmm. yeah well i mean so basically like unspouse my house is a show about starting over using interior design mm-hmm. as the conduit for that and i think people don't understand how important their surroundings are to their emotional states especially going through a breakup so there's so many examples of this first of all if you have furniture left over from your ex that reminds you of them every single day that's a way that it's harder for you to heal secondly a lot of our clients and we're a renovation show so like there were people who had like crazy things that their exes had chosen like this one guy had like a crazy 80s like french country kitchen and he'd actually been divorced for like eight years and he's like i've hated this kitchen for eight years what's a french country kitchen oh just like it had like faux distressing on the cabinets it had like little like roosters in it it just had all these like details that were like not this dude's style yeah so he'd been kind of like living with the ghost of his ex-wife so there's things like that where it's like the styles of the couples were maybe different and they compromised because they were in a relationship i think that's a healthy thing for everybody to do Mm -hmm. um but then there's also things where you know 
certain people in relationships don't get to do things that they want to do design wise because their partner doesn't like it. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm going through it currently. Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah. You're not alone. So like it, 100% of clients that I've worked with have had at least a little bit of conflict with their partner. And I think that's healthy and normal and you should compromise. But the fun thing about going through a breakup, if you can find one silver lining, it's that you get to do whatever you want and it's all about you. You don't have to worry about anybody else's style or their needs. So it's kind of like just a great silver lining to a horrible part of your life. Easton, uh, does Allison get the final say on a lot of the interior decorating or is it more of a dual effort? Yeah, she she gets the final say. We've made a lot of compromises though. Uh, you know, you can tell from looking at me, I had a lot of superhero stuff up in my <laughs> in my studio apartment when I lived Star by myself. Star Wars, all that good stuff. Cool. We've limited that now. There's a, there's a Back to the Future poster up in our house Ooh. and everything else is very classy. Uh, I, I was curious, how often do you come in and someone is just totally blank slate like the their ex like took everything like they have nothing because i'm picturing like a guy in an empty apartment just like what do i you know we did have like so we have male and female homeowners on the show that was much more likely to happen with the guys than it was for the women um and for me obviously that's way more fun because i just get to be like all right i'm doing whatever i want i'm putting all the furniture that i like into your place when you have to incorporate pre-existing furniture that's obviously a little bit more challenging but, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that I liked the idea for the show is that like every time somebody goes through a breakup, something happens logistically. And even if you're like fine emotionally, it's a pain in the ass figuring out like, oh, we separated half our furniture and I don't have furniture or like um, I have absolutely nothing like you were talking about or I'm stuck with all of these like ugly ass things that my ex chose that I hate. So there's constantly um, these just very practical things that come about during a breakup that are annoying that also can be like a terrible emotional drag so there's a lot of different levels of the show in terms of like a it's practical but b there's a huge emotional part of it as well and so you talk about practicality because i think the biggest thing for a lot of our listeners right now is that if they are going through a breakup they would love to change the interior decorating Mm -hmm. of their house but obviously that comes with the price yeah so how do you guys deal with that on the show is it kind of you pick the couples and they're lucky enough that the show will pay for it or, or kind of how does that happen? So they're actually paying for their own renovation. We, wow. put, we put a little bit into it, but um, we do incredible, really high end makeovers or because it's TV, we have like a magical ability to yeah. do it for a much smaller budget. The TV so, magic. Of yeah, that. it's it's real. TV magic somehow is real because things that should take like six months and cost $100,000 take like three weeks and cost $40,000. Well, I'm sure brands are also very happy that they're going to be featured on HGTV. Yeah. That's well, a huge fact. We're actually not allowed to do that yet. Really? <laughs> not, not on our first season. Okay, so. never mind. That well, added I'm, a little, I'm way off here. Yeah. That added a little bit of a challenge, but um, it's... Uh, do they give you a budget? Yeah. They're like, this is what our budget is for remodeling our house. Yeah. So, but I always tell people, like, there's so many things. My goal with my whole career, which is why I've gone after TV and blogging and Instagram, is to inspire as many people as possible mm-hmm. rather than, like, work with only, like, super wealthy people. And there's so many things you can do post-breakup to refresh your space, starting with buying, like, a $25 gallon of paint and just painting a room. So, I really believe that everybody at all different income levels deserves to have a beautiful space and just you know, you have to be inventive. I was like a starving artist for all of my 20s and I always had a beautiful place because I was always creative. So if you take the time and you take the energy to actually do it yourself, I think that you can create a beautiful space for yourself regardless of how much money you have. No, I agree. I think it's cathartic too to really 
kind of be creative and put your own touch on your own house because you can kind of get lost in the mundaneness of life, mm-hmm. right? Where like day goes day by day by day goes by and it's always the same room, the same color, nothing ever changes. And before you know it, 15 years of your life has gone by without you changing a thing. So I think you're right where it can be refreshing and, and reinvigorating and like mm-hmm. to just even like you said, paint a room, right? you know? Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, and something that I'm trying to drill into all of my clients on Unspouse My House is taking care of your space and creating a beautiful space for you to live is a way of taking care of yourself, a way of taking care of people for like who enter your home. It's just, it's a way of telling yourself that you're like important enough to do this for. And it also just changes the way your outlook is because when you're looking around and things are beautiful, you feel so much better about your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually have uh Easton to harp on your point about like, reducing the star wars and superhero posters i have a superman poster but it's a christopher reeve one from the 1978 one where he's flying into the sky and but it's black and white so ashley has allowed me to put it in our room because it's a black and white kind of artistic look at superman where it's not very colorful the only thing is i have to put it in a white frame that's my only the only thing do you think that's that's bad? bad no i think it's great yeah but I mean, that's like that's that's like the compromise right there. I can have a Superman poster up, but it has to be black and white in a white frame. I can, I'm cool with that. I can see that being cool. Yeah, and it's like a little artistic like, look. You know, the least sort of conflict that I've ever heard of in terms of a couple fighting about. Well, design. to be fair, I moved in with my fiance last year, and she lives with her. She lived with her sister, who still lives with us, and it was decorated as a women's yeah. apartment. So I just moved into it. Like there's it. There's one room that is called the glam room. It is dedicated to that's their your hair. favorite room. Obviously, well, my Xbox. That's where you is spend all your time. I swear to God, it actually is where I spend most of my time because it's we. I I was allowed to have my like I put a TV in there on top of the dresser with my Xbox, so I go in there and play video games sometimes as I'm surrounded by all these very sparkly glam uh, beauty products, which is fantastic. Though it's not, cool. it's, it's, it's it's somewhat refreshing and nice. You know, I I'm into that juxtaposition. Yeah, it's cool. We're super excited, Orlando, for your for your new show coming out. And it comes out this Thursday, HGTV. What time? Thursday, June 6th on HGTV and the HGTV app. That's perfect. <laughs> now, do you guys follow up with any of the couples? Because I, I find it so interesting to see if, if after they are done redecorating their house, if it truly helps them feel better about everything they're going through. I've been texting with them, yes. And okay. it does. Like it's it's hard to condense into the amount of time that we have each week like what's really going on with these people but it's a journey for them and i think it's so wonderful for them to be able to have somebody else come into their life and like kind of be like all right i'm doing this for you we're going to create a new space for you to start over because it kind of creates a punctuation point like it's Mm -hmm. like this is where the old life stopped and this is where the new life begins and they can see it in their house and it sounds kind of superficial but it's not it's just literally creating a new space for them to start over and they, they feel it like it's i like just watched the edits of one of the episodes and started crying like last Aww. week because i'm like wow like she really did you know they changed and you see them change over the course of these few weeks people being told that they deserve a beautiful space helps them make helps make them feel like worthy in other ways and it's like it's such a terrible time in your life when you're like your self-esteem is plummeting and like there's so many other things going on with you that to just have somebody like that you've just met come in and be like listen i'm giving this to you this is what you deserve and like this is going to help you move on is like just a great way of helping them just heal yeah i agree i think a lot of advice 
that people give for someone going through a breakup is to do something new, do something fresh, um, you know, take a class or, or go to go to a different gym or, you know, go to some place you've always wanted to go for yourself. Um, and so I think a part of that is, like you said, redecorating your house to make sure that you're not coming back into a house that reminds you of your ex, right. you know, that you guys, oh, we bought that table together. We used to sit on that couch together. You know, this was our TV, so on and so forth, whatever it may be, even though it's material objects for all of us, I think some material objects have, uh, you know, some emotional significance behind them. Yeah. Uh, and so to kind of like try to get those out of your sight, uh, and, and, and into a new environment, specifically when you're coming home, because that's where you are every day of your life, almost, um, I, I think it's very important and something that's underrated. And it's pretty cool that your show is bringing that out uh, to the forefront. So I'm excited to see it. So Unspouse Your House, hosted by Orlando Soria, uh, <laughs> Thursdays on HGTV. Check it out, guys. Uh, I'm very excited. My favorite channel. So Orlando, Please watch my show. Orlando, thank you so much for coming <laughs> in. We really appreciate it, bud. Thanks a lot. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives, and not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives, and and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So, I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we have another special guest in studio who just arrived a little later than expected, but uh, our co-host, Dean Unglert, is here. Thank you guys for having me today. It's an honor to be here. It's, I'm a big fan. Right, it's an honor. Big fan of the podcast. Mark and Easton, you guys are both incredible <laughs> hosts of this podcast. Um, and what was your name again? Uh, Jared. Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jared. No, it's... Uh, ben Higgins. Yep. Nice to meet you. You, you wish. Uh, I do wish, actually. So, I said that you had van trouble, but correct me, you I had, had mo- motorcycle trouble. Motorcycle trouble. I'm, uh, I'm putting my motorcycle into storage this week for my van expedition. Yep. And there's just been an issue with the negative terminal on my battery. The bolt always I don't know wobbles what loose. Yeah, you lost this completely. And the, con- the connection gets lost from the battery to my motor. While while I'm driving, and today it happened again on the interstate, and I pulled over, I looked at it, I diagnosed the problem, figured it out. The bolt was missing entirely, and so what I did was, fortunately, I had some dental floss in my backpack. And uh, why do you have dental floss in your I all, backpack? I have dental floss with me everywhere. It's super important for, for teeth, dental hygiene. How many times do you floss your teeth? Twice a day. Twice a day, you floss your teeth every day. At least, yeah. You're a better man than me. Wow. Easton, you're putting your thumbs up. What are you, a big flosser over there? No, I'm just proud. Not a lot of people floss. Thank you. Yeah. My yeah. dentist is very happy about it. For someone that doesn't wear deodorant, I'm just... <laughs> I know. Such- <laughs> I put deodorant on this morning, too. Actually, I bought, a, I bought a fresh stick of deodorant because I'm like, oh, if I'm showering half as much as I used to, I probably should be wearing deodorant. Yeah, nobody wants stinky deodorant. So I showered and used deodorant today. Do you put the effort uh, into finding healthy deodorant, like special deodorant, and just grab whatever you can I grab? I grabbed an axe stick today, uh, think, or the last time. I don't think that's really the healthiest. Probably not, healthy. no. Everything else, though, is all organic soaps uh, from Thrive Market, which I absolutely love. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, but no, the dental floss saved my life because what I did was I like I uh, forward and backed it multiple times to create some strength and give it some more durability. 
and I was able to tie and connect the negative terminal to the negative prong on the battery. And so now I'm just riding around on my motorcycle. That's basically held together by dental What are you, floss. MacGyver? Yeah, I felt pretty MacGyvery. That's, I don't know, I feel, so you're telling me your motorcycle is being held together by dental floss right now. I'm, that's what I'm telling you. And you rode on it. I rode on you're it. You're insane. It was, I, I like, I was you're doing absolutely it. insane. There's no way in hell, one, I'm not a big motorcycle guy, but two, if somebody said, hey, would you want to ride this motorcycle that is literally being held <laughs> together by dental floss? You're out of your mind. That's all Sh- I got to say. Shout out to Oral-B for making some sturdy-ass dental <laughs> floss. It's on my Instagram story right now. Oh, I, I, I've been working. I, been, I was here on time. That's great. Well, I, <laughs> I, I purposefully wanted to document my issues. So that way, like when you guys initially, like inevitably we got believe upset it. with me. Yeah, exactly. You could see, oh, an hour ago, Dean was on the side of the road, dental flossing his battery back together. And honestly, that's not even the point. It doesn't even, that, that is the second uh, most important thing. The most important thing for you documenting your floss motorcycle is the fact that you are keeping your motorcycle together with floss. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important thing. I That's live, pretty cool. I live in a van and I'm keeping my motorcycle held together with dental floss. And you you have a stash now. Just the stash. No yeah, more What goatee. do you think about the stash? I kind of dig it. Yeah? Nah, I'm digging it. Um, yeah, I was looking at myself in the mirror this morning uh, before I jumped in the shower and just I just can't grow facial hair. I know you have a similar issue, but you yeah. you can grow a lot more facial hair than I can grow. Okay. And I was looking at myself, and it was just all scraggly on my chin, and I didn't want to fully remove my facial hair, and but I wanted to like clean myself up a little bit, and so then I, ended, I settled on the mustache. So if you head south somewhere sometime soon, are you going to keep the stash? The stash is going to stay on my face for the very foreseeable future, regardless of location. It's ah. a very traditional mustache, very traditional Tom Selleck kind of mustache. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> it was just an observation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know who Tom Selleck is, but anything, wow. that, anything that you say about me, Mark, I'm taking as a compliment. <laughs> it's just, I'm trying to establish it's not, there's no Fu Manchu element to it. It's not curling up at the end. It's just a straight traditional mustache. Well, so here's the thing. I could have gone all the way down to the jawline. I could, I did keep the flavor saver for a little bit at oh, first. Don't do that. But I was looking at it. I was like, wow, that looks, I, cause that's what I normally do is I keep the flavor saver. But this time I was like, you know, I'm just going to go straight mustache. Why is it called a flavor saver? Because food gets stuck in there and you can lick it off later. I've always called it a stinger. Oh. The, little, the little soul patch underneath the mustache. I've never heard it called a stinger before. I've called it a soul patch. I have not called it anything. What I didn't is the know these terms were in reference to? Like, like it's like the mustache yeah. is like the the head of the manta ray, and then the uh, uh, <laughs> bottom part. Is oh the yeah, uh, I okay. See I could see that. Yeah. That's Tom Selleck, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you know who Tom Selleck. You're is. telling me I look like that good looking dude? You come on, stop it now. You know it's funny. My wife and I he's, were talking about you the other night. He's like a classically handsome guy. What, he, he, so are you? Thank you. What were you saying about me? That's weird. There is a phenomenon of good looking guys doing what they can to become less attractive. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you want to know what it is? And I've, I've thought about this. I'd like to hear. It's it's beyond physical attraction, the van thing and the, all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to remove people's inherent biases when they meet me. Interesting. I want to I want to be able to introduce myself to someone. And then, you know, it, it sucks to say, but as a tall white man, people have these uh, inherent general ideas of who you're going to be. And I'm just sick of things being... So easy for me because of that, you know? I want so you want, to, yeah, so you grew a stash and it's decided true. to live in a van to I'm make growing, life harder. I'm growing my hair out. I want people to like me for me, not because of how I look or how anything else, other than the fact that I just am a, a, hopefully a decent enough guy for you to get along with me, you know what I mean? And I know it's it sounds weird 
Because, it doesn't sound weird. Because as a white guy, we're afforded so many privileges in life. And who would ever want to strip themselves of those privileges? But it's true. It's like, I just don't, I don't want to be liked for how I look. I want to be liked for what's inside of me and what I say and how I think and all those other things. Yeah, but I don't think changing your appearance is going to it certainly change will. people's uh, Look at all perception. the shit you've been giving me for the Rightfully so. You've been giving me a lot of stuff for the van, for the hair, for the facial hair. And again, justified. Yeah, it's all justified. I'm your friend. If I'm not the one busting your balls, who will? Exactly. But you're busting my balls because you're my friend and I appreciate that. But all of the things that you're busting my balls about are things that people are then noticing when they meet me for the first time. You're busting my balls because you're you're giving me honestly, sarcastically. But then that's also what other people are observing as well. You know what I mean? Which is great. That's exactly what I want. So, but then... At the same time, you're giving off a perception that you want to put out into the world. What do you mean? Like you want to give out this perception that, hey, I'm the guy who's like growing a mustache, growing out my hair, doesn't care if showers and I live in a van is which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying it is, but it just means that you are trying to put a perception out there. I mean, where like you could be putting out the perception, not saying one is better than the other, but of like the good looking, traditional, successful. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that about anything. You're trying to do anything and whatever you're doing, you're trying to do that thing. Exactly. You're always trying to put a perception out there. Right. So. So, yes, the the what I'm trying to do is, as Mark so eloquently put it, (laughs) I'm trying to make myself as unappealing as I possibly can. (laughs) So that way. When someone is enamored by me, I know that it's because of what's inside of me that they're enamored by, not what I represent on the outside. See, I think the opposite might be happening. Because you are standing out so much by making these decisions that no one else is going to make by, you know, uh, changing up your physical appearance or living in a van or thing not showering, even though you shower, that's not a thing. But like these things that you're trying to bring yourself down with might actually be bringing you up because you're so different that women are or, or men are attracted to that. This Does sounds, that make sense? Yeah. It, it sounds like know. a story I've heard before called Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except you put the curse on himself. <laughs> I remember how this came up now. We watched Survivor, my wife and I. Uh-huh. It's one of our things, and it has been since we met twenty two years ago. And uh so 20 years ago, 8, 19, anyway, probably in 2000. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Are you dating yourself right now? Yes. But this guy on there, his name is Joe. Gorgeous looking guy. So he grows this giant mane of hair, has this weird handlebar mustache and like a pointy beard under it, like a villain in a silent movie. And it's like, what is the deal? And I said to my wife, I think this is a thing. Good looking guys who try to like ugly themselves up or something. And I mentioned Dean. I said to her, I got this guy, Dean Ungler, I do this podcast with. Gorgeous guy, doesn't shower, doesn't wash his hands, lives in, a van. lives in a van, like it's all this stuff. So the irony of this whole thing is that as I agree with you completely on white privilege and white male privilege, but as a white male who was afforded a certain number of privileges, I'd give a testicle to look like you look. Oh, come on. And yet you want to like mess it all up. That's the irony of it, is that everyone would like to be better looking except for the truly good looking who want to mess themselves up. That's weird. I can see your point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had something, I had a point that I wanted to make, but it escapes me now. I don't know why I let it get away from me. Um, This way, especially too, is if someone ends up being interested in me, like I, I kind of alluded to earlier, if someone's interested in me now at my quote-unquote worst, which I, I don't think this is my worst. I honestly think this is my my best. There's not much you can do. I mean, the mustache is working. I love Everything <laughs> that I've been doing in the, in the, over the past month or two has made me the happiest person I've ever been in my entire life. And I think that makes me my best. But at my quote-unquote shallow level worst, 
if someone can accept me for that and appreciate me for that, then that's great because I'm eventually I'm going to revert back to being a functioning member of society with a job and a regular, regularly kempt face and a good haircut and all these things. Uh, and so if you're going to love me for the fact that I can be this unkempt, idiotic vagabond, then I think that that will mean that for, you know, future, future moving forward, it'll, it'll all be good. I don't know. That's my take on it. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. Too. And yes, I like to I like to put myself um I I like to be playing from behind, you know? I like to make <laughs> things challenging. Everyone loves an underdog, everyone loves a good comeback story. I like to be playing uh from behind and it's just, you know, it's fun. I'm surprised that at uh you see yourself having a normal life someday. I was so thinking like, the same thing. Like, who's, to, who's to say that you're ever going to go back and, and get a nine to five? Or Who's to say? Hopefully who's to I, say? Hopefully I don't have to. So yeah. When you're 40, Lots do you see old. yourself going to work every day, clean shaven, well-groomed, maybe wearing a tie? If I don't have to, I definitely won't. Yeah. But, here's, but I mean, you guys both love your jobs, obviously. This I is, your nine, do. This is yeah. your nine to five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's the, the, those hours don't line up, but yeah. Right, but this is right. This is your Monday through Friday. Like this is what mm-hmm. you do for this your is our salary, like, five to two. And you guys really do enjoy what you do. I do. I, I know for a fact that it's just because me and Jared are here once a week, and everything else is just kind of ex, uh, extra, you know, auxiliary. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, Seacrest, if you're listening to this, um, he's not. And that's great. <laughs> I, I think, I think that it's great that your interests can align with your work, right? Yes, and, I, I wanted to be in radio since I was about five years. And old. that's yeah. fabulous. I haven't really found that yet, and I would hope by the time I'm forty, I will have found that. Uh, and by that point, I can assimilate more appropriately into the society that we're living in at the time. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you think you'll ever find that? I hope I find. I well, find I it. think you definitely need to go after the things that you want in this world, like the things that you love. Right? You can always fail in life, right? Yeah. And so I was actually uh, uh, listening to certain things like this on the way here where the worst thing in life, I feel like, is when you compromise and then you fail at what you compromised mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. I think that's the worst, right? Everybody is okay with failing when you're going after the thing that you love. So what I'm saying is I love a lot of things in this world, right? So I, f- I can find myself doing a lot of different things within this world that I love that I go after, but it's not like one one thing. Does that make sense? Like, so for you, I don't know if you're, you're saying like, I'm trying to find this one thing that I love and hopefully I can figure it out and then I'll do that for the rest of my life. I'm not sure if it's one thing, you know? I don't know. Does that make sense? What would you do, Jared, if you could do any job in the world? What would it be? Uh, any job in the world, I would be a film director. Hmm. That would be my my job. The creativity of it and to be able to create a film from scratch and see it all come together is a pretty cool aspect. Okay, well, why don't you start creating films? I've in in the works of it, you know, writing scripts and oh, just good. filming stuff and kind of going with the flow. Have you done any classes or any schooling in that regard? No, I was a theater major in college for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, but it was specifically acting. And then I've actually never taken a film course, but I have tons of friends within the film industry. And then I've just been a film uh, connoisseur for quite some time that I've I've kind of taught myself to a certain level. Now, granted, I've 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 done like small movies, but it's all been acting, and it was mostly during college. And then I just did this small film with a buddy of mine. Um, oh God, somebody walked in that we'll get to, but I just did a small film with a buddy of mine who's a, du- a director out here, and uh, it was super fun. Ashley did it with me. You guys should definitely check it out when it comes out. It's when called, is it coming out? It's called out. It's called Afterburners. It comes out in like July. I think he's releasing it, but it's literally like a six minute short where I play a undercover uh, cop who's investigating Ashley because she's accused of uh, 
uh, killing her uh, ex-husband. Oh, and it's Sick like title. It's it's called Afterburners, and it's really fun. So my buddy, who I went to college with, that's how it all. I met him when I was working at Hollywood Video back in like mm, 2008. Wow. And he always wanted to be a director. He was film school. He did uh, student films in college. And when we worked together, he was like, dude, let's do movies together. And so we did a couple short films. And then he moved out here. And I stayed in Rhode Island. And then I ended up being on The Bachelor and then moved out here. And and uh, and then we kind of rekindled. And then he was like, dude, I'm writing this film. Like, you should be in it. And I was like, yeah, man, that'd be so much fun. And then he asked if Ashley wanted to be in it, too. And was like, yeah, that would be super fun. So so it's cool. Anyway. I... uh. There was a, a a guy who I was friends with a couple years ago who on Instagram, his bio said, if you want a normal life, get a normal job. And I, that has always kind of stuck with me because to, to that point and to what we were talking about earlier is I don't want a normal life. So why would I go and get a normal job again? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason I had a normal job before was out of necessity. And it's funny is I've actually gotten job offers to go back to recruiting in the past couple months, six figure salaries, a great opportunity, oh, wow. great company, like great opportunities. And I've said no to to both. There's two of them. I said no to both of them, um, because I was thinking about it too. It's like let's say everything hits the fan. Obviously, I know I can't ride this this bachelor train for the rest of my life. And so, let's say in five years, uh, when all of this is kind of fizzled out, I would have no issue, in my opinion, going back to like Aspen and working uh, at like a hotel or like as a lift operator or something that I would would yeah. still be able to do the things that I find interesting and I have have done before. And I see people that I admire still doing to this day. Um, I heard the women flock like the salmon of Capistrano up there. That's right. The, the beer flows like wine out there. But you yeah. don't have a dream job. If you could do anything in the world. That's a challenging question. Travel blogger or something like that. I think that if I had a dream job, I would be focusing single-mindedly on, on how I could get that job. And I don't have that. Right. I don't have that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have anything to necessarily focus on. Um, I'm focusing on doing the things that I find interesting, like skydiving, rock climbing, living in a van, traveling and hiking and all this stuff. But I don't know exactly how or what I can do long-term. Otherwise, like I said, I would be working tirelessly, hopefully, mm-hmm. to, to get that mm-hmm. to, to happen, but until that happens. Um, anyways, while we were talking your guys' ears off, one of my really, really, really good friends then walked into studio. Or, whoa, was that English? One of my really no. good friends walked into studio. And before we get to him, let's take a quick break. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. 
after we lost Pappy, I was Galen and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Father's Day is right around the corner, and 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift. Mark, you talk about 23andMe all the time. Yes, I do. Two it, thumbs up, two enthusiastic thumbs, thumbs up. thumbs up, because not only did I do it, and I got it right here, I'll tell you all about me if you'd like to know. Did you know I'm 21.4% Scandinavian? Ooh, wow. true. Exotic. But I got exotic it from my, being my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my mother and father-in-law, and my sister. All I begged you for more 22.7%. I get that a lot, good, actually. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense. Well, for a limited time offer, you can get $50 off a 23andMe health and ancestry kit through June 17th. If you buy a kit for yourself too, you and dad can connect and celebrate your shared genetic similarities and differences with over 125 personalized genetic reports on health traits and much much more now i got this for my father on father's day he doesn't know too much about his background he is part native american but we just don't know how much or what tribe he's from mm-hmm. so i'll be very interested to find out the results to see which tribe he's can from. can i interject real is. quick I, no. I learned something the other day today i learned it today actually what'd you learn that siblings can have different genetic and dna structures than they're like like from like they'll take different amounts from different parents right yeah that's crazy to me ashley and lauren did the 23 and me and they have different that's genetic backgrounds which is weird it makes so much sense but it's something that i never thought about until someone told me no i would have thought why would my sister want this it's the same as mine exactly turns out it's not right so anyways that was my interjection yeah i wonder twins would be the same right would twins be the same? There's only one way to find. Let's buy a kit for Emily and Haley and then get them on the podcast and see what the results are. Now, you can discover how genes can influence well-being and lifestyle choices with insights into genetic weight, muscle composition, sleep quality, and more. Trait reports give insights into how genetics can affect mosquito bite frequency, motion sickness, fear of heights, and more. Wellness reports can help him uh, help help your dad make informed decisions about his health. Now, this Father's Day, you can get fifty dollars off twenty three and Me twenty uh, three and Me's Health and Ancestry Kit at twenty three and Me dot com slash Dean. Dean. That's the number two three andme.com slash Dean. Dean. Again, that's 23andme.com slash Dean. Offer ends June 17th, so get your 23andme ancestry and health kit for your dad. Father's Day coming up June 17th. Less than two weeks. Father's Day is less than two weeks. Less than two weeks, and if you want this deal, you got to do it quick because it's going to end June 17th, and that's going to fly by. Okay, so as I mentioned before that break, uh, one of my good friends has joined us in studio Randomly on a whim, he texted me last night and said, hey, I'm catching a flight to Los Angeles for a couple days. What are you doing? I said, I'm recording a podcast tomorrow and I want you in studio. Alex Bordikov. Yeah, that's, Alex. That's a lie. I asked to come. I was like, hey, can I come see you? And that's the only way I can catch you these days. You did not if ask. I align I, my schedule with yours. Are you really going to make me go into my phone? And go and, and read? And I, I say, literally said, I'm hey, coming. I'm recording a podcast tomorrow. I would love for you to come. I missed you so much. I'm excited to see right, you. Right, right. Almost repeated. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Okay, so for the you listeners, know everyone else has invited me to your podcast, but you. Come on. Even Jared somehow. Like, if I <laughs> yeah. just met him. And yeah, I've invited I mean, you more than Dean has. Right. I understand why Vanessa wouldn't want to invite me, you know, after we dated for like six months yeah. and, you know, broke up. Yeah. But. Well, that's just what? like a steamy, passionate love. Yeah, affairs. I mean, the sex was great. The yeah, rest was, yeah, it was yeah. terrible. So for the listeners out there that uh, don't know Alex, you should, because he's been on the podcast before. He was on my season of The Bachelorette, and I say my season because it was my season. It really <laughs> was, though. I mean, I wish I could argue with that, but I can't. He was most recently on Bachelor in Paradise Australia, um, which just finished airing. Yeah, a couple months. And uh, I mean... But can you just tell us about that a little bit? So both of you, Jared and Alex, have both been on yeah. Bachelor Australia. So I was on Paradise the year before you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I've heard about, you know, obviously I heard from the people there because uh, a few people came back and they're like, oh, yeah, we know Jared. And I know Alora went back. She came back for like last two days or something like that. Oh. She got screwed. You know, she oh. came in like literally right before we got sent home. That blows. Florence was there. Yeah, she was Blue. there. And then uh, who else? Uh, Mac. Maybe you know him. He was there last oh, year. Oh, no, but I'm friends with his buddy, Jake. 
Okay, yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, obviously they call and they, you know, they ask you, hey, you want to come out of Fiji and they pay well and none of it follows you back home. So I'm like, yeah, let's go. I none of it follows you back home. Right. I didn't have a girl for nothing. I'm like, yeah. And I was supposed to only go for like a, a week maybe mm-hmm. because I didn't expect to last there. I don't think they expect me to last. And then uh, I was actually, I told them, hey, you know, just fly me out to Australia after I'll visit for a couple of weeks and then go home. But I ended up staying the whole time. Oh, yeah. wow. From beginning to end. Well, so walk us through it because I, I'm pretty well versed in the story. I, I, I'll admit I didn't watch, but I, I got through your first-hand right. accounts, which I, I didn't need to because it was better than watching anyways. Uh, of course. Because <laughs> well, like, you get the real story. And it was like getting an audio book of the behind-the-scenes. Right. Like SparkNotes. And I get to listen to your voice. So uh, you went to Bachelor in Paradise, Australia. You you hit it off with a girl who I thought was the cutest, one of the cutest girls in Bachelor franchise. What was her oh, name wow. again? Brooke. Brooke. She was adorable. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was a great girl. I mean, uh, but she got herself involved in like a love square. Well, I, I wouldn't say she got herself involved mm-hmm. in the love square. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on her. I, so I said, so I went in. I didn't know anyone. Anyway. I did, didn't do any research. Nothing. I was like, I'm just going to show up, see what happens. Right. Uh, so I know only to me, I, she was their Dean. Like she was their popular girl, like. Uh, Dean after the Bachelorette, not, not oh, the not, Paradise Dean. Not present day Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Cool. So, like, the whole Australia, she's an Australia's sweetheart. And uh, and she was just someone that I intrinsically, like, kicked it off. And just, we were hanging out. And we spent, I mean, pretty much the whole time together until she left. But they didn't, they didn't show any of it because uh, they really wanted to play up that um, same-sex relationship she had. Hmm. And you hear everyone in the interviews like, hey, Alex and... Brooke just spending all this time together. She didn't have time for anyone else. Well, didn't show any of it. They literally they didn't even show us kiss, which they were like, oh, they didn't even kiss. I'm like, mm. <laughs> and I'm not someone I want to like kiss and talk, but I'm like, all right, we're really going to play it down right. that much. Because uh, they, they were, did it to a few people. Uh, some, you know, a couple, couple other people actually had connections. They didn't even show it. They just had a pretty strict narrative that they were like, we're sticking to this. Right. And, How'd uh, you watch it? Uh, online. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I tried watching my season. I couldn't like find any mm. link, and then it said it wasn't being. You could do it through a proxy, which is kind of annoying because they have to do it all the time in Australia because uh, uh, you get uh, geo blocked, hmm. so they they know how to do it. We spoil, we get spoiled in the U.S. We can pretty much get access to whatever we want. So everyone's like, "What's a VPN?" Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I was in China, I had to use a VPN to right. use even just Instagram and Google, yeah. which was kind of a bummer. But um, okay, so so you and Brooke. So that- yeah, we hit it off. Uh, you know. We, She's there for two royal ceremonies. I gave her the royals the first ceremony. She gives me hers, the second one. And then before the third one, they actually asked her to leave. What do you mean they asked her to leave? They, they gave her an ultimatum. And this is like, a, this is my paradise exclusive. I actually didn't do any interviews about this. I was like, ah, no one cares. Can we turn we Alex's love mic exclusives. Up? Let's, yeah. turn, let's turn Alex's mic up real and, quick. Uh, so hear this. Yeah, That's they basically told her, hey, you <laughs> either follow up on one of these more controversial relationships you have. Or go home because Alex is boring, which is true. You know I'm terrible at TV. I'm just kind of... You are. Sensibility is not very marketable. You're uninteresting on, is what it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And that's why we that's hang out. It's very interesting hearing that because uh, I felt like in Australia, at least my season, I felt like the producers were really hands off. They were as far as uh, like so in the US, obviously you become friends with your producers mm-hmm. and you hang out with them. They try and you know break you basically from the inside these guys just kind of come in and more on the outskirts hmm. and they say oh we'd like to see that and but they will have like little chats with you like in private and say what yeah. they want to see like for me they they kept wanting me to like talk to more girls they're like oh give us a college alex 
I'm like, college Alex had a girlfriend. He talked to even less girls and he was way more awkward. Okay, but wait, you were saying that Brooke got an offer or uh, what, what were you saying that happened? Uh, yeah, she, they basically told her, hey, ultimatum. you, yeah, the ultimatum basically said, uh, if you want to stay, you can't date Alex. And uh, so you can leave. Don't you think and, it would have been a more beautiful love story had she been like, you know what? I'm going to date him regardless. Yeah, absolutely. But obviously. She didn't tell me either version of these. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, as far as I knew, she came in, she said goodbye. And I mean, we had like a long, like poignant goodbye, but they just, again, played up like, you know, the more dramatic one was with the other Alex. Yeah. Nice. Tight. tight. Well, it also was convenient that both guy and the girl she was dating were Alex. So on her exit, they flipped our interviews. What do you mean? So she was like, the "I'm." Girl's name was Alex too. Well, I know that, but like, what do you mean they flipped the interview? So when when she was talking about, like, um, you know, I really felt a strong connection with Alex, and she's talking about me, mm. and then there was no spark with Alex. She's talking about the girl, and they flipped it. And but I, how do you know this? Because I talked to her. But talked maybe to she's just telling you. That yeah, maybe she's just telling the, the other Alex the okay, exact yeah. same thing. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then Brooke's gone, and then you and then you stay, obviously. So well, then what happens? And next? the thing is, like the whole time, I'm just like, hey, if you leave, I'm out. You know, because mm-hmm. I have a, you know, I, they give you a guarantee as far as uh, you know, you pay. I'm like, I don't, I'm not making any more here, mm-hmm. so I can leave. And then um, it was really late when she told me that I just didn't want to pack. So like honestly, that night I was like, you know, it's like midnight. I don't, I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to pack all my stuff, yeah. so I'm just going to figure it out tomorrow. And the next day was a rose ceremony. So if I'm leaving, it was a guy's power. Mm-hmm. I'm taking another person with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just stay, give my rose out, and then and then leave after. That's what I did. Yeah. I, I, I left and I took someone with me. See? <laughs> well, what happened was I had the opportunity to leave at the rose ceremony and not hand out a rose. Mm-hmm. And th- at this point, it was kind of similar with you. I was there for like two weeks and I wasn't dating anybody and I was like, I just want to go home. And so they're like, you don't have to hand out your rose. And I was like, that's exactly, you know, I'm just not going to do it and it'll be fine. It was it was the, literally the week before like the final couple right, of right. weeks. So- and so I was like, they're all like, everybody wants to stay for an extra week, but it's literally supposed to only be couples only. So I'm going to leave and then they'll be fine too. Yeah, it was later in the game. I get yeah. it. Like mine was, we were what, two, three weeks and so uh, oh, okay. we still, we weren't even, ha- we were like halfway points. I was like, that would be, you know, rude of me to do that. So, uh, and then I talked to the producers, like to the executive producers, and she's like, "Hey, I hear you might be leaving after the mm-hmm. rose ceremony, and uh, you know, how do you feel?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I have nothing else left here to do. I mean, I know everyone here. Right. For me to chase any other girl, they they would know they were my second option, right? And that wouldn't be fair." Um, but she was like, and then I go, "Well, you know, I can either leave." tonight or i can stay till next rose ceremony and just get eliminated there if you want yeah. me to but obviously you have to pay me more she's like no we'll, we'll pay you just stick around do nothing i'm like all right i mean sold <laughs> like i already got the time off work anyways <laughs> right i mean all right <laughs> uh so and then uh that's when caroline came in a couple days later and this is caroline from the u.s bachelor caroline yeah. lunny from u.s right. bachelor Ari season and, uh, who's notoriously known for her uh what's it called what's the reunion women oh, tell women all. tell all oh, my god where she was like calling out ari she had that famous line of like i know what you did oh, right right that's, that's right that's what she's notoriously yep. known for see i didn't know much about her we actually spoke a little bit before it was like uh some innocuous dms she yeah. uh she was actually asking me to set her up with peter of course, so like, of course. I was like oh like, she's not into me every whatever. every i get that way too often it's either you or peter every single time oh alex is so cute can you set me up with him peter's the hottest man in the world set me up with them no well, to be fair <laughs> peter is the hottest man in the world i know i know i get it it's how i can never hang out with the three with the two of you <laughs> the three of us so uh 
Uh, where were we? Uh, so yeah, she shows up, and that at first we literally hate each other because we're like, ah, oh, two Americans. Like, I'm not trying to take this home. Yeah, like this is the the best part of this was like that was not gonna follow me back, and uh, we have some yeah, obviously preconceived notions about each other, and uh, it just happened to be that she so she took one of my best friends there on a date, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, right, they're just trying to pull him into more drama, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my uh, protect you know, my vigilant thing and pull her off to the side when they should come back and just entertain her until royal ceremony mm-hmm. so i do that and we just started getting along really well i mean it was uh very surprising to both of us and uh it just kind of went from there and then what what went from there yeah uh we just uh so for the next what three royal ceremonies for the next second half of the show we dated there did you guys kiss yeah we kissed wow and they showed that one they showed that yeah. one sorry <laughs> But you still, right. as an American, dating an American on an Australian show, you still saw a lot less screen time than, say, another Australian couple would have. Well, actually, I spent most of my time in slow motion, so I had... That's right. I, so I that's doubled right. my screen they time. They objectified the shit out of you. Oh, very much so. But like, <laughs> that's what they recruited me for, like, that, for my, like, antics and just... Uh, I, we, we talked... We don't it. care about your personality. We just no, want not you to keep all. your shirt no, on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, like, a, you know, a lot of, like, conversations. I was like, oh, man, that's going to make it this time for sure now. No, it's just me working out and shirtless. And to be honest, I mean, ninety percent of the time I worked out in a shirt because I knew that's what they wanted yeah. for me. And they still caught me like every time. With yeah, the shirt every time. What's, I went what's funny is so I was in Australia for Christmas and New Year's this past year, so I made a couple of Australian friends. And while Bachelor in Paradise Australia was airing like three people reached out to me and they're like oh my gosh you're friends with alex he's so hot i'm like yes i know he's a beautiful human being by the way what's up haven't talked to you in six months (laughs) (laughs) um okay and so you and caroline dated on the show how did it end so we left right before the uh commitment ceremony what i'm not sure like what the format of that is i actually didn't watch to the end um and uh we just said hey let's try this back home uh she lives in fort lauderdale i have a place and Fort Lauderdale, so like 15 minutes away. It didn't even feel like long distance in a way. You own a condo in Fort yeah. Lauderdale. Yeah. And uh, so I went down there a couple times. I visit her in Boston for her birthday. And then uh, we just kind of, after a month, a month and a half, mm-hmm. so kind of, that's when you have to have that conversation and say, okay, well, where is this going? Like, it's been all fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, is this going to go forward or <clears throat> did, should we cut it before it gets toxic in any way? Yeah. And uh, we it was it was very mutual. Like we really, yeah, we don't want to be boyfriend girlfriend. And this was this was how long ago? This was January. Oh shoot! Yeah, and then we had to wait like six months. They take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take a long time. A long time. You forget what happened though. To be fair, because you're watching it back, it's like, oh yeah, that that did happen. It films in November, Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't air until like April, April, May, something like that. April. It's crazy. Yeah. By the time they started airing, I was like, oh, yeah, I did film that show. I remember last year when I was on, I filmed in November. You guys filmed Winter Games after us. Mm. And then Winter Games aired like two months before Paradise aired. And it was weird because it was when everything with Ashley was going down. And so like Winter Games was over and it was like kind of moving on. And then all of a sudden, I mean, granted, not much American exposure came from it. But like I was just getting tweets like, you're on Bachelor in Paradise Australia, and it's like, I filmed that like five, six months ago. Like, it's so, I'm so detached from it now. It's weird. Yeah, so I felt the same way. Did you ever go back to Australia or no? No, I never did. I was going to go back for a charity event with some friends uh, that I met from the show, but it was just kind of, it was was a bad timing, and it was kind of just too busy, and plus it's 
from here what an 18 hour flight no, it's LA? not an easy trip and it's not inexpensive it's both no it's really expensive yeah but you could probably get it comped I mean, I mean we're, we're like not all international television celebrities. Well, like he you. was at that uh, time. Well, I found that, but I was also not like a huge storyline within the show. And His abs so, aren't as good as yours, so he didn't get uh, it. No, 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 no. And my body's way not yours, so <laughs> I wasn't objectified like you. Um, and so I did like, they wanted me to do like a couple of phone interviews, but they never wanted me to fly down there and do any type right. of press. So, yeah. so, okay, so post show then, post airing, mm-hmm. uh, you and Caroline. Let's let's keep let's keep spinning this. I cycle. know he just told us. Well, no, he didn't. He told us back in January when they had the conversation a month and a half. Has anything progressed since then? Uh, oh, since then, no. I mean, we've we've remained very good friends. I mean, we we. I mean, uh, Car- Caroline's pretty outspoken on on social media. Yeah, very outspoken. Which more, you're, more you're, yeah, I'm, you're not. No, not at all. You, I'm very you speak private. out, but like sarcastically about everything. Yeah, I mostly just troll you and Peter. Yes, like that's I mean, that's it, my social media presence. Isn't that what? Instagram was made for? <laughs> well, you would think so. But I mean, yeah. honestly, after going on the show, a lot of people feel the urge to put more of their private life out there. Yeah, well. And even after our show, you know, I deflected heavy to like a lot of humor, a, a lot of trolling on Instagram. And I really didn't give away a lot of my personal life mm-hmm. you know, to that following. And uh, so, yeah, her, she's a little more open book when it comes to that. And uh, honestly, it made me a little uncomfortable. I, I her, because uh, we, you know, we had to make that post, you know, after the show ended, we wanted it, everyone know, hey, uh, unfortunately things didn't work out, and I literally asked, hey, the less detail you give, the better, yeah. honestly, like I just don't want it, and I've, she's like, no, I'm, I'm someone that puts it all out there, and Which you just be, have to accept her for it. It can be a challenging imbalance in a potential relationship, prospective relationship, when someone's that way and then someone else is the complete opposite right. way you know it's like they, it can uh, provide unnecessary tension I guess well, I mean just yeah. like with us even like it took us what two years to like start talking about our relationships what do you mean yeah, like we me and you yeah yeah yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean like but because we both have like a sort of like trust issues right so we literally like we were walking on eggshells for a long time we're wading into the water very right slowly. and so I was like can I trust him I was like Dean has a podcast do I really want to tell him about my dating life <laughs> I never know. He'll slip up. A couple weeks ago, I told everyone on the podcast about how we were kissing each other at Coachella. That was amazing. I I have a video of it. (laughs) Yeah, you do. It needs to be posted on the Help I Suck a Dating Instagram. (laughs) That video is pretty funny. (laughs) It is really funny. Um, All right, man. Well, hey, uh, it's good to see you single. I was a little worried for a couple months there. I thought that you were going to be in a in a relationship, and I thought <laughs> I wasn't going to have you. You know, right, so right. it's good. Wait, I wasn't worried about you. I'll be, I'll be I, there, as you shouldn't be, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, going from guy to guy to girl to guy back to girl, um, as I travel all around the country in a van. Yeah, you're gonna come up and see me in the van, or I still, actually, I still really want to see the van. I might. Well, you'll see it today. Hopefully. I plan on actually, well, I'm like 50-50, might drive out to Jared's wedding in Rhode Island in August. And if I do that, I'll stop by Michigan and say hello. No, you won't. (laughs) I don't see why I really, like beyond seeing you, you probably will pretend that you're in Michigan and then I don't come out and see you and then I'll I'll, I'll get the hate for the next six months. For for the listeners out there, I once caught a flight to uh, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Alex was supposed to pick me up from the airport, called him countless times, time and time again, texted him and said, hey, where are you? I'm here. Never got a response. Decided to catch a flight back to Los Angeles out of principle. 
to prove to the to everyone out there that I don't take shit from no one. Right, right. But here's the real story. He was going to surprise Christina What's at a up time. What's you dropping all these truth bombs today? <laughs> he had a layover in Detroit, yeah. and I covered for him, pretending like he wasn't going to see her. That was cute. Yeah. I, Wait, what? I I why, were, why were you covering for him? Well, because I, he didn't want her to know he was flying to see her. Oh, so God, I was like, oh, God. he's coming to see me. Yeah, because why else would he be in Detroit? It was a going away party. She was moving to Los Nashville. Nashville. Did she ever move? I'm- yeah, she like three months later, she ended up moving to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. One, I was filming with Bachelor Winter Games. Yeah, thanks for the truth bomb. Anything? Any <laughs> other? Anything else you want to get? Yeah, off you your guys. Chest? Uh, anyone else has uh, any questions about Dean? I'm, <laughs> I would. Just as we <laughs> we said, we worked out our trust issues. I'm about to put him put him on blast. Here's the thing: if you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember a single thing. So, what I've said, I try to be as honest as I possibly can. Some things I have to withhold. Some things I have to withhold out of sake of self preservation. Or, but you're also an incredible liar. Wow, that's like <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you use it, but when you want to be, I mean, Dean is one of the most charming people you'll ever meet. And it is uh, when we were in France, this was one of my favorite. <laughs> One of my favorite stories to watch Dean flirt in different languages <laughs> is amazing. Are you talking about the girl from the motorcycle? The, the girl from the motorcycle, yes, and then the uh, the woman in Normandy that thought we were going to have a gay <laughs> orgy threesome in the hotel. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the girl with the motorcycle, she spoke everything but English. Yeah. She had, she spoke French, Italian, and Spanish. Yeah, and uh, Dean's like, oh, I took Spanish in high school. I, I think I can get us a deal, guys. So he's out there asking for the El Discounto. <laughs> and he, he, she would not drop the price, but like I, I could, just, she would have gone home with you. I, she and, was pretty cute. Too. Yeah, she's a very attractive older woman. And uh, it was my brother and I were just cracking up. And then we go to that hotel, this <laughs> which you booked, I don't know how. It was a one, little hotel a in Normandy, bed and it was three dudes. Right, and she couldn't check one, one bed. Three dudes. This woman starts cracking up, thinking like we're not gonna do anything. I slept in the bathtub that night. That was nice. Yeah, I, for, I don't Wait, know why. I'm, almost, I'm slightly offended that you just said that I'm a really good liar. I lie about in uh, when you have things. To. When you have them, it's just like a, it's like they're like sarcastic lies to be funny and to provide interest in the lives of those around us. I'm, I didn't call you a liar. I uh, said you're good at lying oh, if you have I see, to. I see, I see. Yeah, you're not a liar. Maybe I'll, I'll say I'm good at misleading. Okay, sure. I, I think well, whatever you want. Bad, I mean, call it, that helped, that call it whatever you want. I mean, you just hurt. Stay not as hurt. Um, Alex, what's going on in your life? We're going we're gonna to wrap this up, but I want you to fill us all in on what you're up to, what you're interested in. Oh, boy. What's, what the future holds for the most beautiful human in all of North America. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's Peter Cross. No, because Peter externally, yes, but you are the package of external and internal. Oh no, I'm from Russia, so I'm I'm beautiful on the inside. Peter's beautiful on the outside. You're both beautiful on the inside and outside. You're beautiful on the inside. You didn't know that? No, you're goddamn mess. Um, <laughs> what's going on with me? Uh, just I've been doing the, the adult thing back home for a couple months. Just I'm uh, working a lot in my house. I've renovated a shower and you have that thing I keep reading about. Um, I think you you were telling me about it the other day. Uh. You've been doing it for what? A uh, job. You have a job, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's cool. I'm actually that's getting good. paid right now. I'm not technically working remotely. So yeah, I mean, uh, uh, my job allows me to be flexible. Uh, I can work remotely. I can do uh, flexible hours, come in and, and go. So that's really nice. Uh, I travel a ton. Like last year, I mean, I don't post as much as you, but I actually went, I was gone 34 weekends. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, different places. What's well, because you live in Gross Point, Michigan. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want to travel? <laughs> Plus, it's something to do. I think a lot of my friends really, like, coupled up or moved yeah. away. So, it's it's really hard to to get, like, the same group of friends. Like, you have a huge group of friends, and I don't know how you're maintaining that. Mine kind of aged out. So, literally, like, if I want to hang out with them, it's just me going to play with their babies. Yeah. And uh, so, I've been traveling a lot. So, I took a little time off from that just to, you know, hop around here and there. But this summer, I definitely want to go Australia. Because yeah. I never ended up making it. I want to go to New Zealand. And I might make my way back home the other way. So, which way? West, it would be. Yeah. So, go back, uh, you know, maybe Bali, Thailand, mm-hmm. maybe That's go back to Russia. Awesome trip. Yeah. So, like, just go, go around the, the world, uh, maybe a couple weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, that, that's the only thing I have planned for the summer. Nice. Um, well, that's a big plan. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's got, you know, it's, it's as planned as uh, Dean's life is. Yeah. Oh, it's just kind of, you know, happen, whatever happens is going to happen. Yeah, Not, just throwing your shit in a van and see what happens. Right. Not that you asked for it, but I would say maybe avoid the Southern Hemisphere in the months of July, August, and September. That's just the winter. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. You're a very erudite person to ask. Yeah. And yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about on all things, <laughs> all matters. Um, all right, Alex. Well, thank you for coming. Um, I'm sorry for sending you the wrong address. Yeah. Look, can we, did, did we, <laughs> at least you got sent to a Domino's. Can we address this? <laughs> that I waited, sent. I waited a Domino's pizza for an hour for you. <laughs> did you order anything? <laughs> no. Oh, man, I was like, he's, out. well, the thing is, I knew he was riding his motorcycle. So he, I, he can't answer the phone. <sighs> and I know he keep, probably keeps breaking down on the way here. I text Alex asked for the address for the podcast studio and I texted him an address. I don't even know where I got the First of all, you from. made me make my own way here instead of being a good friend, picking me up in the yeah. van that, that has a bed. Well, I couldn't pick you up on the motorbike. You could have. I could uh, have. It's being run on dental floss right now. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you want to jump on that thing. I would have chanced it with you. Yeah, there's the dental floss is holding the battery together at the moment. But I, I made up this address that I thought was at least within a block radius of the podcasting studio. Well, it was like a mile and a half. But now I know 3,400, not 1,600. So that's my mistake. Um. Anyways, thank you for coming in today. Oh, thank you for having me. Um. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we part ways? Uh, yeah. Anything else about Dean? <laughs> oh, you, that, that's what I, Do we have any questions? Let's do. Let's do some. Uh, Oh yeah, we can do one it, email, right? I mean, this is a let's do an email that's uh, asking about Dean's life, like oh, per, the more personal life. life. But you can just put better. it in there if you want. I feel like we're like an hour twenty in, but let's just crank. It's more of a story than a question. Yeah. Oh. But Timothy, it's a pretty good story. I matched with the girl and we had a good conversation. Our first date went to a country concert. Great time. She told me she loved rollerblading, so I said, "Hey, for the next date, go rollerblading." Smart I'm not man. crazy for rollerblading, but he thought that's how I'm going to make this happen. So I bought a brand new pair of rollerblades for $85. I went and practiced, sat down on the curb, and I thought, I can't show up on this date with brand new shiny rollerblades. She's going to know. I'm trying to pass myself off as a rollerblader. So he grabs a bunch of dirt and gravel and scuffs up the sides of his rollerblades real good, make it look like he's had these for a while. The next day, I text her that we'll meet in an hour, and she never responded. Aww. I got ghosted the night of. The worst part is I can't return the rollerblades. They were $85 because the store said they were too scuffed. Unbelievable. To this day, I still have those rollerblades in my trunk just waiting to be used. Sorry, Timothy. Sorry about that, Tim. Well, hopefully one day in the future, you'll meet a girl who really appreciates those rollerblades. Here's what I want. You guys can go rollerblading into the... Skies ahead. I'm saying I admire the commitment level on yes. this part. Yeah, no kidding. Here's what I want Timothy to do: every day before work, after work, put an hour of working on the on the blades. Become a semi-professional, if not a professional, rollerblader. Right, get back on her radar. <laughs> when you are on top of that podium at the next Summer X Games, I want you to look straight into the camera and be like, "This was for you. <laughs> this is what you're missing out on." That, I think that's a great story. I think that. That's uh, a good story. 
if you're going to go to that level, that extent to impress a girl that you are interested in getting to know, that means that you're going to be a very great boyfriend yes. at one point in your life to someone very special. And why not learn how to rollerblade? We all need extra skills, don't we? This could come in handy someday. Roller- not Dean, apparently. Good exercise. He's perfect on the inside. I'm on the inside, not on the outside. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great and story. And that's not true either. The hell am I even talking about? You are perfect on the outside. <laughs> Thanks, if man. you're more perfect on the inside than no, you are he, on the he outside. Could, he could lose the mustache. We were well, talking about that earlier. Yeah. You don't like the mustache? No, I love the mustache, but it's really creepy. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But that's why I love it, though. I was telling Mark. I was telling Mark earlier that the the idea is to remove people's inherent biases when I meet them. You know, I think you're adding biases, uh, the, changing the biases. Changing, exactly. changing yeah, the biases. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. No better time to end it than there. Uh, thank you, thank you to our guest, to Jared. So you interviewed, yes, Orlando Soraya. He has his new show on HGTV premiering this Thursday. It's called Unspouse My House. I'm very excited on my favorite channel, Orlando Soria. Check out a, his show. I am a little bummed I wasn't here for that because you can t- when when Leslie and I when Leslie and I broke up, I rearranged my bedroom for that same reason. I was like, ah, I've got all these memories of having Leslie, my girlfriend, in here, and then was, and then we broke up. But I was like, wait now I have to change everything. So I like moved my bed around. I bought new furniture, all that kind of stuff. So I really wanted to talk to him about that. Unfortunately, we didn't get the chance to. Hey, but why'd you guys break up? It just wasn't, you know, there wasn't a future. It was just, it was lack of compatibility. What, what <laughs> Alex? Why are we talking about this? Um, <laughs> Good so, answer. So I, I'm glad that uh, he said sounds, sounds interesting. I'll be tuning into his show. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Big thank you to uh, me for showing up today. Yeah. <laughs> Big thank you to Jared, Mark, and Easton. Big thank you to our sponsors, of course, as well. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. So, uh, <laughs> big thank you to Alex Bordy, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to uh, check him out on social media, Alex underscore Bordy, right? Well, it used to be, you used to be able to find me on your Instagram, but now you only pose with alcohol. Yeah. But it used to be every other picture was me and we had like a good thing going. I'm in a dark place right now. Uh, very dark. Thank you for making a joke. Someone, someone call him. Be sure to tune <laughs> into next week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating because maybe we will suck a little bit less. Oh, yeah. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>
There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.